It is the first day of October 2022. Welcome everybody to the Rockies Now podcast. Uh, We are coming down to the final days of the regular season for your Colorado Rockies. And uh, it hasn't been going so well for your Colorado Rockies. Uh, The Rockies heading into tonight's game against the Dodgers. Uh, The Rockies... uh, Lost last night 10 to 1, and uh, they are 65 and 92 heading into tonight's matchup against uh, Michael Groove and the LA Dodgers, who have uh, already clinched the National League West with a record of 109 wins and 48 losses. That's a pretty darn good record. Um, so, in today's podcast, I want to talk about some young, bright stars coming up for the Rockies and um, you know is there hope for this franchise other than the ownership and everything like that and I gotta say yes absolutely Uh, the Rockies since I last talked to you the Rockies have uh, gone up in their minor league rankings the Rockies were originally I think they were like 23 or 24th in baseball uh, at the start of the 2022 season in terms of you know um minor league rankings in their farm system the Rockies now rank uh, ninth best farm system in MLB baseball Uh, let me just double check on that Um, MLB top farm systems Um, but yeah like the Rockies ever since the all-star break they had a you know big losing streak uh, for a bit and then you know it kind of you know shifted you know, uh, to win a couple games and then lose some more games. Um, but yeah, the Rockies, um, ranked, you know, at number nine and, uh, quite possibly moving up into the eighth spot there as well. Um, you know, you take a look at some of the other minor league systems that are around the Rockies, you got the Rays and the Cubs. I mean, those two systems are, are really good. So that's exciting for the Rockies and that's exciting for Rockies fans right there. Um, so, Let's get get into some of the players that are currently on the Rockies that you know made their debut this year and that have some hope going forward. And then we're going to talk, you know, uh, for a few minutes about some players in the minor league system that are uh, going to be big for the Rockies. We hope. Um, starting off, let's talk about the first guy that made his debut uh, this year for the Rockies. Um, that's Elias Montero. Um, you know, last year, at the end of last year, a lot of people were wondering if he was going to get called up. He was doing extremely well in AAA last year. Um, and there was controversy, you know, whether he was going to, you know, be coming up. And obviously he, he didn't. But, you know, uh, you know, let's take a look at his, you know, stats from uh, 2021 in, in Albuquerque. Um, you know, he, he did pretty well, you know, 28 games. Uh, you know, had 108 at bats, uh, six home runs, 17 RBIs, a 278 batting average, uh, 355 on base percentage, and a slugging percentage of 546. So that's pretty good. And an OPS above 900. Um, so that's really, really good, right? Um, and, you know, he started the season out in, in Hartford. Uh, and he did really well in Hartford there. You know, he got 22 home runs uh, to start the year. I think he was, and he was, he was, uh, hitting very well 279 uh, 361 on base percentage um, so yeah he, he, he was doing very well in 2021 so there was conversation there that he was going to get called up you know later on in the year that didn't happen and then you know uh, he played for a little bit uh, to start the season in Albuquerque uh, was doing really well he was hitting above 300 uh, got some home runs there to start off the, the season then the Rockies called him up and so far this year Montero very well could be the Rockies rookie of the year um, this year for Montero he's uh, gotten 168 at bats uh, six home runs 20 RBIs uh, batting average you know you can suspect that he's a rookie 232 that's not terrible but not great uh, on base percentage of 271 and OPS of 706 so not great numbers but you got to give him credit that this is his first big league season so um, I'm not going to count it against him but um, you know Montero has played in 51 games so that's you know just a you know a bit of a season that's not even half a season uh, of baseball there so um you know, not a bad season for Montero, but, you know, I think there's a lot of excitement there, especially, you know, um, 
you know, a month or two ago when he had that two homer game against the Giants. Um, that was really exciting. And that just shows you that, you know, he has a lot of potential. And I think for sure he's going to be up for the Rockies. And uh, of course, we might see him maybe once or twice again next year, maybe down in AAA for an assignment or, you know, just for a call up or, or send down, whatever. But I think Montero is here to stay uh, for a long time for your Rockies. And I think he's going to do pretty well I think that's really exciting um, you know he's been bouncing in between you know third base and first base and, and sometimes he'll be the de designated hitter but um, I think his you know best position I think it, it might be, might be uh, third base and obviously Ryan McMahon is out there and down there at third base as well so the Rockies have a little bit of depth there at third base but um, Montero I think he'll be up next year and I think this guy's future is going to be uh, pretty good for the Rockies he has a lot of power and I think it's going to be coming up over the next you know uh, you know a couple of years and he's only 24 so you know you gotta love what you see from Elias Montero and once again I, you know as of right now I think I'll have him as the Rockies rookie of the year just because you know he with the with the power that he has and the potential that he can he can have on this Rockies team that desperately needs power I think he could be a very good player for the Rockies so um, that's Elias Montero um, the next player that um, you know I, I you know as a Rockies fan that I'm you know kind of keeping my eyes out for um, is uh, another guy that you know got called up uh, a little bit later on in the season and that's Michael Toglia um, and you know Michael you know he has had a somewhat of a slow start of course to uh, his major league um, debut if you want to call it that he's also 24 um, he's had 96 at bats this year two home runs 11 RBIs uh, he's gotten a stolen base um, however, he's hitting uh, around 200 with an on-base percentage of 269 and an OPS of 654. So again, not great numbers. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, so not great numbers there. But this is a guy that, you know, started out in Hartford this year. Uh, as a matter of fact, played majority of his season in Hartford. Uh, played 97 games in Hartford this year. Uh, 13 doubles, 23 home runs, 66 RBIs, uh, 51 walks. Uh, he does strike out a bit, 127 strikeouts. Uh, he has 234, 329, and a 466 slugging percentage there. Um, but, you know, and then once he hit the, hit AAA, he was doing extremely well. You know, you take a look at his numbers, 333 in just 17 games, 7 home runs in 17 games. Um, 17 RBIs, seven doubles, uh, 22 hits in 17 games. That's pretty, pretty good. Um, and so Michael Toglia, you know, the Rockies future first baseman. And, you know, obviously there's questions what's going to happen with CJ Crone. Um, and there's a lot of speculation that, you know, if Michael Toglia starts to become the player that the Rockies expect him to be by next year, um, we might see a trade for, uh, for CJ Crone and we might see CJ Crone leave Colorado and have Michael Toglia step in as the new first baseman for the Rockies and I wouldn't be surprised but you know it, it's really exciting to see some of these younger players step up um, and you know I've been listening to certain podcasts recently and um, you know obviously we occasionally will see Toglia play out in right field uh, we saw that you know in the first week or two where he was making his debut um, we saw Toglia start out in right field a little bit. Well, uh, it comes to find out that when Todd Helton was coming up with the Rockies, uh, Todd Helton was given a few assignments in right field when he was, you know, just a, a rookie. And I found that really interesting. And not only that, but a lot of people are giving comps of Todd Helton to Michael Toglia um, already. And I mean, of course, we don't want to get too far ahead, but that's really, really exciting. And his defense we've seen from Michael Toglia so far this year um, in this small portion of the season he's been with the Rockies. Toglia has presented himself to be a very good defender um, and he has some speed there. He already has a stolen base, but um, there's some exciting stuff about Michael Toglia. And I think if if he is the player for the Rockies to be the first future first baseman, in which they believe he is, he's going to be a very good defender, very much similar to Dodd Helton. And I think the power like we, what we saw in Albuquerque is going to come eventually. Um, however, I think it's more defensively that, you know, is huge for him. But 
um, a lot of people had Michael Toglia as somewhat of a comp for Todd Helton. And I think that's very, very huge because, you know, when Michael Toglia was drafted, he was the very first Rockies first baseman uh, to be drafted in the first round since Todd Helton. So I think that's that's kind of exciting uh, if you're a Rockies fan. And so um, I think Michael Toglia, if he takes that next step next year for the Rockies, um, and if he can somewhat you know, prove to, to the Rockies that, hey, I'm your future, future first baseman, um, which I think he is, we very well could see the Rockies trade CJ Crone or at least keep him until the rest of the year and have Michael Toglia, you know, either play right field or uh, DH a little bit uh, along with a couple other guys like Chris Bryant and Charlie Blackman there. So, um, yeah, Michael Toglia, that's a name that Rockies fans, I don't think, will uh, soon forget and I think he has a very exciting future there and not only that but he's a switch hitter so um, you know he's a left-handed guy um, he throws left-handed but he's a switch hitter but he has a lot of comps similar to Todd Helton when he was coming up uh, through the Rocky system uh, in the late 90s there um, moving on to the next player for your Rockies. I mean, there's a couple other players scattered around, um, you know, Brian Servin, but I don't consider him as a huge piece of this Rockies team. Um, he didn't have a bad season this year. He hasn't been bad, but he hasn't been, you know, great. Um, he could be an option for the Rockies to be their second uh, string catcher next year. However, we could see Don Nunez come back or maybe even, um, you know, uh, Hunter Goodman could come up or maybe even a Willie McIver, we'll see. But, um, Anyway, moving down the list of Rockies future stars, uh, the next one um, is a guy that we're so excited about. Um, he made his debut, um, I believe, about a week ago, maybe a little bit more than a week ago, and that is Ezekiel Tovar. Um, Tovar, uh, you know, he's only had 22 at bats, has had very little playing time so far this year. Um, he's played about six games this year, 22 at bats. Yeah, um, he has five hits. A lot of them were in, in that series back home against the uh, the Padres. Um, hasn't gotten his first RBI or home run yet, so we're awaiting that. But he does have a double. I think he got that the other day. Um, he's sitting 227, 292 on base percentage, and a 273 slugging and OPS of 565. So, you know, these are rookies. And, um, you know, if we take a look at Tovar's numbers this year in the minor leagues, very, very, very good. Um, he was one of the best minor league guys, you know, in in Double A AA and Triple A. Um, you know, this year uh, Tovar started out in Hartford, played 66 games there, uh, got injured a little bit there, and that's why his debut came a little bit late this year. But um, in in Hartford, he had 15 doubles, three triples, 13 home runs, 47 RBIs, uh, 25 walks. And one thing that you like to see is that he doesn't strike out a whole lot. 64 strikeouts, uh, 17 stolen bases, so he can steal some bases for you there. Um, and he hit 318 um, with a batting average of 318, on base percentage of 386, and a slugging percentage of 545, and an OPS of 931. So very good numbers. Then he got called up to Albuquerque, and he was basically doing the same thing, if not better. Um, he was hitting above, well above 300. Um, of above 300, almost 400 in on-base percentage. Um, so he was having great numbers in Albuquerque, and he only played five games in Albuquerque, and about 21 at-bats, had a home run, and a couple RBIs there. So um, I think it's just because for him to transition so quickly from you know Double A, basically all the way up to the major leagues, is pretty quick for Tovar. But I think he's gonna like Toglia and uh, Montero. I think he's gonna transition pretty well next year, and I think we're gonna see a lot of these rookies next year transition into uh, their spots. And I think uh, it's pretty clear that Tovar is the Rockies' shortstop next year um, in 2023. Um, I don't think the Rockies would be stupid enough to you know, go out and get a free agent source stop. I think their plan is to keep Tovar. And, you know, it's hard, hard to believe because Tovar is only 21 years old. And um, fun fact, that was the same age as Troy Tulowitzki. Tovar is tied with Tulo, is the youngest Rocky to make his debut uh, in the big leagues. And a lot of people believe that Tovar um, will be the Rockies, you know, big shortstop. You know, he'll be down the line of, you know, um, you know, too low and story and, and now Tovar. So that's really, really exciting. Um, I think the power is going to come. 
again he's only 21 years of age and this guy could be special really really special and you know we could see some all-star appearances uh down the line for tovar um that's how good of a player he can be and so um i mean you're talking to some of the bright young stars for the rockies a lot of them are in the infield we're already seeing you know brendan rogers start to become who he's uh, supposed to be who is he was drafted to be um, and then you got Toglia you got Rogers and you got Tovar and so um, and then obviously you got Montero who can play both first um, you know and third base and even DH a little bit so you know you got to love what you've got to see <laughs> from the Rockies uh, minor league system there and some of these younger players that are showing up for for the Rockies and um, I mean there's a couple other players there are like are you know somewhat you know, kind of cool, you know, Sean Bouchard and Alan Trejo and, um, <clears throat> you know, uh, Brian Servan, but I really don't expect them to be the big guys for the future Rockies team, um, if you know what I mean. But there's some really exciting pieces for this Rockies team. Um, with the pitching, you know, there's a lot of questions there. I think, um, you know, uh, uh, some pitchers that you got to be excited for that are somewhat considered rookies. Um, Ryan Feltner um, this year, you know, in his second year, well, really in his first full year as a Rocky starting pitcher. Um, and of course, he, you know, was down in minor leagues for a little bit this year uh, at certain periods of time. Uh, you know, he didn't have a great season this year by any means. Uh, Feltner went 3-9. Um, I think he still has one more start in L.A. to go um, as we finish off the season um, this upcoming week. But uh, Feltner went 3-9 this year, um, 6 ERA. Um, you know, 19 uh, games he pitched. I think one of them was out of the bullpen. Uh, 18 starts this year um, through a little over 90 innings, 80 strikeouts, and a whip of 143. So not good numbers for Feltner, but um, there's some excitement stuff, you know, excitement in Feltner. And I think Feltner could be definitely a fifth rotation guy. Um, I think, and, and he's only, and he's 26. I mean, that is somewhat old older on the older uh stage but i think there's still some room for him to improve and i think this ryan feltner guy could be a fifth rotation guy for the rockies uh next year i think he's going to be an option for that um obviously we're going to for sure see him in um in spring training next year uh vying for that uh rotation spot there along with uh, a few other guys probably but um yeah, I mean, he, you know, he, you know, he's had a couple good starts this year. I think one of the the good starts he had this year was against Miami. Um, I think he, you know, I think he had a shutout or only allowed a run there. But you know, he's had, um, you know, a couple good starts this year, and I think that's really pro promising if you're a Rockies fan. And I think there's definitely some room there to improve. Um, and I think, you know, fairly recently he had a pretty good start against the Cubs in Chicago. But um, yeah, like there's always room for for improvement. Um, and I think Feltner, um, you know, just the other day in San Francisco, he, he struck out five players over six innings. So that's pretty, that's good. You know, that's not like outstanding, but that's pretty good. So uh, keep it on Ryan Feltner. I think he could be a, a potential good piece for this Rockies rotation uh, in the next year or two. Um, another guy is uh, a good friend of my Instagram page, and that's Justin Lawrence. Um, you know, he's such an awesome dude. Uh, I really, really hope that he takes the next step forward. Um, he is 27. Um, you know, he made his debut back in 2021. Uh, so last year, uh, this year he's three and one with a six ERA. Um, you know, he's been in 35 games this year, uh, 40 innings pitched, 46 strikeouts, and he has nasty stuff. He has the stuff. It's just that I think the command is a little bit off uh, occasionally uh, for Justin. But I, I think, you know, I mean, you know, last year, you know, in 2021, he had an ERA above eight. And then, uh, you know, that's not, that's nowhere really uh, numbers that you want to have, but he's shown some promising stuff. I mean, um, at least his, you know, whip has dropped. Um, his strikeouts have gone up. His batting average allowed has gone down, which is good. Um, and, and his walks, you know, they're a little bit higher than last year, but, you know, he's played a lot more than he did uh, in 2021. So um, there's definitely a lot of uh, room for improvement for Justin, but I think Justin is going to be a big piece of this Rockies bullpen uh, moving forward for the Rockies. And I think, you know, uh, shifting now to the minor leagues, you know, there's some players for this Rockies team that um, 
that could be huge. And I think they're not too far away from being in the big leagues. And uh, starting off with number one is clearly the best minor league player for the Rockies, and that's Zach Veen. Um, Zach Veen, who is currently in the Arizona Fall League, I'm really excited to watch him play for that and see how he does. But um, Zach Veen, you know, this year um, started out the season in single A uh, Spokane. Um, last year he was in Fresno, but uh, he ended the season in Hartford. And, you know, if we take a look at his stats here, uh, if I pull him up here, uh, you know, in Fresno in 2021, uh, hit 301. Uh, good numbers there you know he had 15 home runs 75 RBIs and um, you know that that's really exciting and he had 36 stolen bases folks and then this year from you know single a uh, uh, Spokane or Spokane however you pronounce it to Hartford 55 stolen bases folks that's insane um, no question whenever Zach Veen will come up he's gonna steal some bases for sure which the Rockies desperately need guys that can steal some bases um this year 2022 uh not as good in the batting average category 245 i i think it's the sophomore slump usually every single player has those 245 in the isn't terrible um so he had 245 in in uh in both well okay let's take a look at uh spokane so in spokane he had 269 uh 368 on base percentage uh, and a 439 slugging percentage and an OPS of 807. Well, you, you got to think to yourself that Spokane is in the Pacific region to where you're not going to have like numbers that you're going to get at Coors Field or somewhere out west, right? Um, or especially out in the desert or California, right? So um, you got to give him credit there. He played 92 games in Spokane. Um, 19 doubles, three triples, 11 home runs, and 60 RBI. So not bad numbers at all. Um, you know, so, you know, he, he had 50 walks, so that's good. Um, and then Hartford. Uh, Hartford batting average, not so good. Um, 177, um, 262 on base percentage, and a slugging percentage of 234. So not good. Uh, played 34 games there. Um, I think it's just the transition for him. He's still young. I mean, he was a high schooler just a couple years ago. Um, so, uh, 22 hits in double A with four doubles, uh, did have a home run and seven RBIs, uh, 14 walks and 42 strikeouts. So, um, the strikeout numbers need to come down a little bit, but did have five stolen bases in double A. Um, if Zach Veen can do somewhat similar to what, uh, Montero or Toglia did, um, this year, uh, you know, in double A AA and triple A. We could very well see Zach V make his debut later next year. Um, however, this is just my guess. I think we'll probably see Veen um, in 2024 for sure. Um, I think that's when we'll see him. We very well could see him be the starting one of the starting outfielders for the Rockies in 2024. Um, it, it 2023 is the last year for Charlie Blackman as a Rocky and as a big leaguer. We could see veen as the next somewhat charlie blackman if not better than that and veen is only 20 years old folks so he's younger than tovar so plenty of room and time for him to develop into the player that he needs to be and i think the rockies they shouldn't rush him um kind of like what they unfortunately they kind of rushed rogers but obviously we're now starting to see rogers become the player that he's was drafted to be um i think we need to have zach veen spend a little bit more time down there and you know once the time will come i think it's it's going to be time so i think we just need to wait a little bit longer i would have him play uh fully in the minor leagues in 2023 and then call him up for opening day in 2024 um and if he has a good 2023 keep him down there and then we'll see by spring training 2024 if he's ready to be uh one of the rockies outfielders uh for the 2024 season um another guy uh adil amador um he's in single a right now but he's he's 19 years old um let's check on his stats um he's a shortstop he's an infielder and you know the rockies are now starting to get some of that infield depth that they've uh, needed because a few years ago the rockies really didn't have a whole lot of it um you know as certain positions like first base and and second base and and even shortstop there you know yes you had a story but really 
after Story, we didn't really know who was going to play shortstop or who was going to be the next big guy shortstop because that was before Tovar really started lighting it up. So we're now starting to see depth grow, in the, especially in the infield for the Rockies, which you love to see. But Amador, who is currently in, uh, in Fresno right now for single A, um, last year he was in rookie ball, uh, did pretty well, hit about around 300 um, with four home runs, 24 RBIs. Um, this guy's very exciting. This year in Fresno, 292 with uh, 15 home runs, 57 RBIs, and uh, 26 stolen bases. So he's also a stolen base guy. Um, that's something you'd like to see. Not only that, but he doesn't strike out a whole lot. Uh, this year in Fresno, uh, played in 115 games, only struck out 67 times. That's really good numbers. So in total, in, my, in, in minor leagues, you know, um, the past couple of years, he's hitting 294. Uh, with on base percentage of 409, which is good, slugging 445. So he's not going to get you home runs, but he's an on base machine. So kind of like a DJ LeMahieu, which you really like to see. Uh, except he, I believe he's a left handed hitter. Um, 180 hits in uh, two seasons, 34 doubles, a triple, um, 19 home runs, and 81 RBIs. Um, and that's in how many games? 162. So kind of like a, in, in a regular season matchup. If, if he played all 162 with the Rockies, you would have a 19 home run season with 81 RBIs and uh, 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 batting average 294. That's a hitter that you want to have on your team. That's kind of like DJ LeMahieu numbers right there. Um, and that's what you love to see. And I think, and he's only in single A, folks, and he's 19 years old. And I think... <laughs> The, the sky's the limit for this guy. And, you know, if Brendan Rodgers is something would happen to him or, or you know, or who or who knows, maybe the Rockies could have a, tra- you know, a trade trade chip for him. And maybe the Rockies can move, move him somewhere else for maybe a starting pitcher. But the Rockies, they do have depth there, especially at shortstop. And I think that's a good thing because the Rockies, they need depth. And so I think Adil Amador might be a good player for the Rockies to, you know, maybe play at third base or maybe try the outfield or, you know, wherever, you know, maybe he can be a versatile guy, but I think, you know, he's going to be very exciting to see, and they have him coming up in 2025, I think it's going to be sooner, I think we could see him in 2024, potentially, just because he's having great numbers, very consistent, so um, I think we'll probably see him uh, 2024, or maybe they have him as 2025, we'll see, and he's only 19 years of age, so... That's really exciting, but uh, we'll see what happens to Amador. And then uh, there's a couple other guys I'm gonna, I am I want to go through quickly before I move on to the last subject I'll talk to you guys about today on on the podcast. Uh, Drew Romo, who is going to be the future uh, big catcher for the Rockies because the Rockies really haven't had hardly any good catching in their 30-year history. Uh, I mean, they've had a couple good catchers like Chris Iannetta and guys like that, but they've really never had like the Buster Posey uh, of their team. And I think Drew Romo will be the Buster Posey of this Rockies team. Uh, Drew Romo this year spent um, this year in, in Spokane in high A. Uh, most likely we'll see him move to double A at the start of next year. Um, in 2021 with Fresno, he had 314, uh, 17 doubles, uh, six home runs, 47 RBIs. Um, and he struck out 50 times in 79. So he's again, he's not a he's not going to be a guy that strikes out a whole lot. Um, I believe he's a switch hitter. Um, I think. Let me double check on that. Uh, yes, he's a switch hitter and he throws right. Um, his ETA is 2024. I think that's pretty accurate. Um, if he stays this consistent, I think he's going to get there um, in 2024. Um, at least you know maybe midway or at least later 2024. Um, <clears throat> Uh, so yeah, going back to Fresno in 2021, 17 doubles, uh, two triples, six home runs, and 47 RBIs. Um, so you you gotta like that. And slugging percentage of 439 and on base percentage of 345. So he had some very good numbers in Fresno this year in Spokane, um, in High A, 254 batting average, uh, 321 on base percentage. So still pretty solid. Uh, had about 101 games there. Uh, seven, uh, excuse me, 19 doubles, uh, 95 hits, um, five home runs, 58 RBIs, um, and uh, struck out a little bit more, 81. That's not terrible. Um, that's actually really, really good, you know, in 100, 
one game's play. So that's really good numbers, 18 stolen bases. So we're starting to see a trend here that the Rockies are now starting to draft guys that get on base, have good batting average, but also they steal bases. That's what the Rockies need. And I think Drew Romo will be, and he's, you know, supposed to be, and he will be, I think, the the best you know catcher in Rockies history. So that's really exciting for Romo. Um, so um, we'll probably see Romo in 2024. Uh, I think he'll probably come up a little bit after Zach Veen. Um, I think we'll probably see him either midway uh, through 2024, or maybe later 2024 in like August or September, I think. Um, so that's exciting. Um, a couple other players let me get to here. Um, Sterling Thompson. Uh, he's already, he was drafted this year um, by the Rockies. Um, and I believe he was in the first round pick in the commentary uh, pick round. At, um, Sterling Thompson this year um, started out the year uh, in rookie ball, played about 15 games, hit 273. The Rockies immediately called him up to Fresno. This year in Fresno, this is what you love to see. This year in Fresno, he played about 11 games. That's not a whole lot, but he played 11 games in Fresno. 348 batting average, uh, 16 hits, uh, a home run, four RBIs, um, and a couple stolen bases. And he's already on the number seven list for the Rockies. And uh, he's a college outfielder. Uh, he's His ETA is 2025. I think that's pretty accurate. He's 21 years of age. And so, um, yeah, so a lot of these guys on the Rockies top 10, you know, list, a lot of these guys are 2024, 2025. So I think that's when we're going to see, you know, the Rockies team, what they expect it to be in the next few years. This is when it's going to form. And I think Sterling Thompson, he's an outfielder. Um, he might be able to play a little bit of the infield. But I think, you know, Sterling Thompson, he might be a big deal for this Rockies team. And I think when the Rockies drafted him, I love this pick. And so I'm excited for, about him. And then one more guy is Jordan Beck. Um, I love this kid. I love his enthusiasm. Um, you know, Todd Helton, who was, uh, you know, for a time was in Tennessee working with the baseball program there. He saw a lot of Jordan Beck. Uh, Jordan Beck this year, also in Fresno, got called up from the rookie ball. Um, this year in Fresno, uh, played about the same 11 games in Fresno. Uh, he had 282, 462 on base percentage, really, really good. Slugging percentage of 487 uh, and on an OPS of four, excuse me, of 949. Um, he had two home runs, nine RBIs, um, only struck out nine times, 13 walks. So you got to like that. And he's not going to steal bases, but he's a power guy. And I think the Rockies need power. And I think Jordan Beck and Sterling Thompson, um, Betty Montgomery, <laughs> Zach Bean, you got, and then they're going to have Chris Bryant probably uh, for the next, you know, six, seven years. So this Rockies team is going to have a lot of power, um, a lot of speed, which you'd like to see because, you know, this year <laughs> or the past couple of years, the Rockies have had hardly any speed. Uh, the Rockies are one of the worst teams in baseball in, in terms of stolen bases and all that. So I think it's very, very important. So those are some of the players that the Rockies are going to have future stars come out of. And I think even keep an eye on Benny Montgomery. He's had a good year in Fresno this year. Um, and I think next year we'll probably see him in Spokane. Um, and so it's really, really exciting to see all these guys come up for the Rockies. Um, and... Um, you know, the Rockies have some stars coming up, and I think that's really, really exciting. And I think by 2024, 2025, um, I think we're going to start to see the team that the Rockies really want for them to head back to the playoffs. And um, and that's what I want to talk about next. Um, how should the Rockies and how do the Rockies build a team that can help them head back to the playoffs? Um, just based off my predictions and my gut feeling, I feel like the Rockies will be competitive again by 2024 um i think next year is going to be kind of like this year for the diamondbacks um i think the diamondbacks you know they're doing a lot better this year um they have i believe a little bit over i think they have like 70 or 71 wins um right now so i think the rockies will be kind of like where they were last year um where they get you know 73 74 wins i think that will be then ne next year and then by 2024 i think that's when we're going to see uh potentially a wild card uh, team for the Rockies in 2024 and that's when we're going to see guys like Zach Veen and uh, you know potentially uh, Amador or Drew Romo come up and I think that's going to be huge for this Rockies team it's very very exciting so just based off, off my gut feeling and my <coughs> excuse me my predictions 
I feel like this Rockies team will be competitive again by 2024 and for sure by 2025. I think we'll see the playoffs either in 2024 or 2025. That's my prediction. So I think it'll take another couple years to see us back in the playoffs. But that's really exciting because I feel like we're in the stage now. We're, co we're coming out of the rebuild. Even though the Rockies refuse to use that word, I think we're getting there um, pretty close to that point. Um, you know, and I, I might have mentioned this in my previous podcast that I've done this year, or I might have mentioned it on Instagram on one of my lives uh, with Rox Tulo, a very good friend of mine. Um, we talked about uh, briefly how, you know, the Rockies are constructing their team. And, and we've also talked about, you know, listening to other podcasts we've listened to, and, and that's what I want to talk about. Um, you know, you take a look at the Rockies' 30-year history. The Rockies have made the playoffs only five times in their 30-year history. That's 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 sad. <laughs> As a Rockies fan, it's sad, and it's very frustrating. But how can the Rockies make the playoffs again? Um, and it's pretty simple, actually. The Rockies, in order for them to make the playoffs again, they need to win at least 50 or 55 games at home. It's a must because... You know, this year the Rockies were 41 and 40 at home. That's not good enough. That's not terrible. Yeah, I mean, we were above 500, but that's not good enough. That's bad in terms of, you know, doing well at home because usually the Rockies in their franchise history have done fairly well at home. Um, there's been a couple times where the Rockies have had at least 50 wins at home, I think. Um, but in order for the Rockies to make the playoff, to have a playoff team, you have to win at least. Uh, 50 games or at least 55 even maybe even 60 games at home um that's huge because if the rockies can win at least 50 or 60 games at home they only need to win like a little over 20 games on the road for them to be a, a potential playoff team and the success for the rockies to, for them to do that is to go back to where they were in the late 1990s when they had the Bronx Bombers. And I think that's what the Rockies should do. I think that's what they need to do is to bring back the Blake Street Bombers. And I'm kind of excited about that because we're starting to see that in our minor league system with Zach Veen, uh, Tovar, um, Sterling Thompson, Jordan Beck, uh, those guys, um, maybe even Bretton Doyle. We'll see. But there's a whole bunch of guys and that's going to be coming up that could bring that power potentially um the rockies need they need to bring back the blake street bombers and you know we kind of saw that in 2017 and 2018 with nolan and charlie blackman and trevor story but the offense basically relied fully on them where in you know the 1990s when we had the blake street bombers it was a whole bunch of people it wasn't just you know dante bichette and Vinny castilla or uh, Andres Galarraga or Larry Walker. It was a whole bunch of guys. But yeah, I mean, it was other stuff too. But also, I feel like, you know, over the past few years, the Rockies have really focused too much on pitching. And, I, and listen, do the Rockies need pitching? Absolutely. They need better pitching. However, um, I think what's more important and what helps the Rockies win games at home is the offense. And I think the reason why the Rockies haven't done well you know, in recent years at home is losing some of these close games is because of their offense. They're, you know, you know, yeah, you know, you'd love to see, you know, these games with the Rockies score, you know, uh, 18 or 17 or 16 runs, but you only get, get those like occasionally. And the Rockies, they need to be getting tacos for fans at home at least every single game. Uh, the Rockies offense needs to go back to where they were in the 1990s where we saw those crazy scores at Coors Field um, and at this point in some ways forget about the pitching at Coors Field and yes you've heard the term pitching you know wins championships or and all that however it just doesn't work at Coors Field because it's Coors Field right and I think with the Coors Field hangover the Rockies you know I hate to say this but I don't think the Rockies will ever be good on the road in their franchise history I don't think they ever will why because of the Coors Field hangover and I think it's real um, and you know, there's been a couple of years where the Rockies have actually were above 500 on the road. And I think 2017 or 2018 was one of those years. But anyways, the Rockies, they have to win at home in order for them to be a playoff team. And they have to have at least 50 or 60 wins at home. And that's a lot. But can they do it? Absolutely. Because I think, what was it, last year, 2021, the Rockies were really, really good 
at home. Um, let me just check um, their 2021 home record. Um, I know it was in the 50s. Um, yeah, I mean, the Rockies, yeah, they were bad last year on the road. And this year, they were almost even worse. Um, uh, yeah, you know, last year, the Rockies were uh, 74 and 87. Um, you know, and that's not great. But uh, let me see if I can find it here um, on Baseball Reference. Um, I love their page. Um, do they show how many wins they had at home? Um, yeah, the Rockies were 48 and 33 at home. That's pretty good. Um, however, in order for them to, you know, make the playoffs or make a, a run for the playoffs, they need to be a little bit higher than that. I think they need to be right around the 55 win mark at home. And, you know, last year in 2021, there were some games where they could definitely could have had those games, but they were, you know, the offense for the other team was better. And I think the Rockies getting 55 wins is a real possibility. And if the Rockies can, you know, get 50, 55 wins at home, you know, next year, and if they can get similar road numbers to what they have this year or next year, or last year, I should say, where they have, you know, 25, 26 road wins, that's, that's close to a playoff spot. You know, because if you get, once you get like close to 80-ish wins, you might be a playoff team. Um, you know, like, you know, right now, like the, 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 the Phillies and the Brewers, they're hunting for those playoff spots. And we only have a few days left in the regular season. Um, we're, with, with the expanded playoffs, we're going to start seeing teams make the playoffs with, you know, 80, you know, 3, 84, 85, 86 wins. I think for the Rockies, they have to win at home. And that's pretty plain and simple. They have to win at home. They have to bring back the Blake Street Bombers. Um, and they need to, you know, I'm not saying they need to neglect their starting pitching at home, but you got to focus more on the offense because you got to use course field as your advantage. And I feel like over the past few years, we've been treating course field as a, like, oh, it's a negative part of this team. No, like course field is, should be a positive thing. We should use course field. And I was listening to, um, the park adjusted Rockies podcast, a big shout out to them. I always love listening to the Rockies podcast, but they were talking about how, you know, they were talking to some of the Braves players um, that played with the Braves in the in the ni- late 1990s when they played the Rockies in the postseason um, in the NLDS when the Rockies made the playoffs for the first time. They said to these Rockies, you know, writers and reporters on the podcast saying that the Rockies, they should have beaten us. They should have gone to the NLCS in, uh, I believe, 1995 when the Rockies made the playoffs. The Rockies should have gone to the NLCS because their offense was just so good. Their pitching may have not been so good, but their offense was just so scary. Some of the best pitchers in baseball, uh, like Greg Maddox and um, and John Smoltz, they told these Rockies writers that they were scared to death to come to Coors Field because of the altitude, but, uh, uh, but the Rockies' offense was just so good. They were afraid to come here. Nowadays, it's like almost every single team in baseball can't wait to come to Coors Field. Why? Because they know that they can beat the Rockies because their offense is not as good as what it used to be anymore. When the Rockies' offense is good at a Coors Field, a lot of teams are going to be afraid, because, especially starting pitchers. Why? Because it's like they have a good offense, Coors Field, and all that. And so the Rockies, they need to bring back the Blake Street Bombers, and hopefully, you know, we're going to start seeing that next year and also in 2024 um, and even 2025 once we get into that um, roster of potentially going back to the playoffs. So that's what the Rockies need to do. And I feel like if the Rockies want to compete again, they have to do that. And I feel like for the past, you know, 20, 25 plus years, the Rockies are kind of blindfolded on how to, you know, be a consistent winning ball club. And I think that's the, that's the key. And I mean, some people will say, well, the Rockies, they didn't win a whole lot during that time. No, but they were exciting. They were definitely probably more exciting than the Rockies have been over the past, you know, five years or so. Um, 2017, 2018, we were kind of getting back into that stage of where, of where Rockies baseball was exciting to watch, you know, because we somewhat had a, a mini Blake Street Bomber squad with Blackman and, 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 and Nolan and Trevor and uh, maybe another couple guys there as well. But uh, the Rockies have to have a good offense. And 
The reason why the Rockies made the playoffs in 2017 and 2018, well, okay, 2018 was because of the starting pitching and um, those top three guys that I just mentioned. 2017, I feel like it was more because of the offense. And, and you take a look, okay, you, you take a look at the Rockies in, you know, 2015, 2014, and 2016, mainly 2015 and 2016. The Rockies, they weren't terrible during those years. I mean, they weren't great, but they weren't terrible. Um, the Rockies' offense was arguably one of the best, you know, in, in baseball. It's just that the Rockies refused to go out and get free agents. Um, and it suffered. I mean, you had Cargo, you had, you know, uh, Nolan, uh, you know, you had Charlie Blackman coming up there. But the Rockies really, you know, they had a good offense, but they really didn't have one or two guys that were like, you know, like Chris Bryant. Let's just use him as an example. The Rockies didn't have those guys. And I think if they would have gotten like Chris Bryant, like around that timeline, this Rockies team could have been a playoff team. Um, it's just that the Rockies refused to go out. And I think a uh, large in part because of Jeff Breidich, because he was the GM during that time. But the Rockies, I feel like, have been blindfolded, and they kind of don't know what they want to do. And I feel like what they need to do, go back to the roots of where this team was founded on, and that's the Blake Street Bombers. Because, you know, the Rockies, they need to make a, a name for themselves again. And I think they need to bring back the Blake Street Bombers. Because now, whenever you think of the Rockies, it's like, oh, they're the, they're the Rockies. Or, you know, oh, it's whatever. Um, you know, so I think it's important that the Rockies bring the Blake Street Bombers back. Um, hopefully the Rockies can do that in their minor league system by calling up some of these guys and developing them. And that's one thing that the Rockies are now starting to do much, much better now, and that's develop, developing some of these players and with the minor league system, and that's exciting. So um, that's what the Rockies need to do. And so um, it's, again, you know, I, I kind of mentioned this, uh, you know, a bit ago, but this is just my gut feeling. I feel like the Rockies will be competitive again by 2024, and uh, I think we'll be back in the playoffs by 2025. That's my prediction. Um, and I think Rockies baseball is going to get better from now on. This year was basically <laughs> in the cellar because we only have like four or five games left, and uh, they're going to be in L.A. The Rockies currently, I believe, uh, they have like 91 losses, I think, right? Um, but anyways, the Rockies are probably going to get like 94 or 95 losses this year. Um, so it's not going to be fun. You know, this year hasn't been fun for the Rockies. It started out pretty fun. Uh, the Rockies were, you know, five, six games above 500 uh, in early May. Then everything fell apart because basically the pitching was bad, but also injuries. Um, not only that, but the Rockies offense this year, it was better, but it wasn't good. Um, you know, before we go, let's just take a look at the stats, the Rockies offensive stats before we go. Um Let's type in, uh, let's look at uh, team. Yes, there we go. Uh, so during the regular season this year, the best team in terms of batting average was the Toronto Blue Jays. The Rockies were sixth. So that's not bad. They had 255 batting average wise, good. On base percentage, uh, the Rockies 12th. So it was better. It, it, it was better. It wasn't like great, like, oh my word, this is so good. Uh, slugging wise the Rockies 13th uh, in baseball that's not bad again not bad at all but it has to be better this year and not only that but the road offense the reason why they're off the Rockies offense is a little bit better this year is because at home road offense is just terrible right um, and maybe we can check that out in just a second but the Rockies were 12th in OPS so um, now let's go to uh, select split away games. Yeah, let's do that. So away games for the Rockies. OPS. Dead last in baseball. 617 OPS. Um, 30th in baseball. So they were the worst team in OPS on the road. Slugging. <laughs> uh, dead last in slugging. 332. On base percentage. Uh, 27th in baseball. Um, not too far away from being dead last, which uh, the last place team are the Pirates. Um, uh, batting average, check that out. 27th in baseball. So, yeah, it's plain and simple. The Rockies' offense 
on the road sucks, right? You know, it will maybe not sucks, but it's pretty bad, right? At home, it's really, really good. So that's that's exciting that you know it's getting better at home, which we love to see. You know, offensively, you know, on the road, it's terrible. The Rockies need to be a little bit better than that, right? So uh, they need somebody either this offseason. You know, if the Rockies do get an outfielder, which you know I'm sure we're gonna have a, some podcasts this winter talking about you know who should the Rockies get. I think they're they should get one more person in the outfield um you know it doesn't have to be anybody huge but i do think that they need to get one bat in the offseason and i hope they do um but the rockies they need help for the road offense because if the rockies can again bring back while our minor league system is coming up i think they need some guys to, to help kind of like a cj crone i think they need some guys to help bring the ops and the slugging percentage um on the road come up and I think, you know, again, we got to bring back the Blake Street Bombers there. So, um, yeah, it's so, so important um, that, you know, we, we kind of go back to the roots where the Rockies were, you know, um, uh, you know, in, in the late 1990s when they had the Blake Street Bombers. So um, that will do it for today's podcast, folks. Thank you so much for listening in to today's podcast. Um, it's longer, right? So, I mean, it's been a while since I did my last podcast since it was like, I believe like, like a couple months ago, back in August. Um, you know, I'm excited for this off season because we're going to talk a whole lot about the Rockies and, and maybe even about other topics in baseball. Um, very thankful that we won't have to deal with a lockout again, but I'm really excited because we get to talk about the Rockies and just kind of analyze them. Um, as we move forward, um, you know, going into 2023, uh, talk about the Rockies, what they should do, um, and just talk about Rockies baseball. Um, anyway, folks, I will be doing a Rockies podcast uh, very, very soon, talking about the Rockies 2022 season. What went wrong? Uh, what were some of the highlights? What were some of the, you know, the things that we need to talk about about the season? So uh, that'll be coming up. Uh, probably in about a week or so once the season ends and then we'll uh, we might even talk about the postseason uh, there as well anyway folks thank you for coming on in uh, to today's podcast Uh, can't wait to see you next time Um, go Rockies peace out